BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. From Dear Media and Rom-Com Pods comes a scripted podcast so outrageously inappropriate, we can't believe they let us put it on the air. Meet my best friend, Allie. Like, gross, close best. Hello? Wait. Are you peeing? Everyone loves a messy bitch. And Ellie's life was about to get a whole lot messier. Maybe 2022 is going to be my year. Yeah, 2022 is definitely not going to be her year. Allie's going to bone, marry, and bury three different people. Get it? Bone, marry, bury? Like, fuck, marry, kill? I just wanted to say that, but it didn't clear legal. Ready to play? Introducing Bone Mary Berry, starring Sarah Hyland, Harvey Guillen, and Tommy Martinez. Make sure to follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this. Bone Mary Berry is brought to you by Sakara, Modern Fertility, Blue Land, and Roderm. Welcome back to the What We Said podcast. Today is a bonus episode. It's Friday. Happy Friday. Happy weekend. Time for an advice column. TGIF. I hope you guys enjoyed our embarrassing stories episode that just went up. That was one of my favorite episodes. It was as funny as we did. Because I thought about that episode like for a whole day afterwards and just kept laughing at like some of the things that we were talking about and some of the stories. And it was a good time. It it took me back to like even the earliest of our podcasting days. Yes. Because I feel like we would do a lot of embarrassing moments episodes. Mm -hmm. And it gave me that nostalgic feeling. You're never too old for poop stories, I guess. Ever. Well, today we're doing advice like every month. Every last Friday of the month, if you're new around here, we do an advice column you can write in and ask us about, you know, any area of your life that you need advice from two cool girlies about two girl girlies on you also can do the like submission form or whatever through our instagram stories so sometimes we get dms it's like i want to submit something for advice i need to see if we can put it in a highlight i think it like we can put it in our link tree is it in our link tree i don't know but i think if i am correct what is the word i'm looking for like highlight no it um goes away after 24 hours expires yes so i think you kind of have to like be following our instagram and be updated on our stories to see when when we post. what a shame yeah sorry guys you need to be very updated on our social you media have, to have our post notifications on apparently really though because we post um on our stories and we say like submit through here and we made it really easy to submit like you just whatever can submit we always keep it anonymous you can put your name whatever but we're not gonna read it so anyway it's a streamlined situation, but you just got to be like on the stories when it happens. On your game. Yeah. In terms of life updates, we have none. We've been doing nothing because both of us are bums. Yeah. We're also ugly. <laughs> um, <laughs> I also, actually, you look great. I shouldn't even speak for you. Thank um, you. I've not been feeling like it. I, we've just been both recovering we have been stripped to our bare <laughs> roots you guys no no well you have acrylics oh but I, it's honestly worse than having nothing they're so grown out right now they're I have halfway no nails i have we have no brow lamination no eyelash extensions no eyelash uh lift and tint no my lashes and my eyebrows are going down yeah leg- literally my extensions are legitimately about to fall off my head it's yep. been weeks mm-hmm. like it's not a good it's not Our a good situation out. yeah i have split ends it's it, a whole thing but you know what it's been eye-opening to me because 
I realize how many things I do to look good, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's kind of a bit much. I'm yeah. like, honestly, if this has been a good experience, ugly, but you know, but still accepting and loving ourselves, nevertheless. <laughs> Trying to accept myself for who I am, a naked mole rat. Yeah. I think the older you get, you truly just, it's kind of like what we were just talking about. You can be self-aware of what you look like. And yeah. it doesn't always have to be positive, but you still love and accept yourself, literally, nevertheless. Yeah. Like, I still love and accept myself how I am. I just sometimes know that I look ugly. <laughs> yeah, there's no, why is it so bad to be like, I look ugly? Like, I look like a naked mole Well, that is ugly. Again, why do we have to find things attractive in order to love them? We don't. Like, it's okay if you look ugly. And if you're <laughs> ugly, it's fine. Like, you can still love and accept yourself. And you know what I mean? Like, well, ugly people are not supposed to be loved. And honestly, it's just the whole thing of like, you don't have to trick yourself into thinking something that you can't believe. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you don't have to be like, I look beautiful. I look beautiful. I look beautiful. It's like, why, again, why do you have to be beautiful in order to love and accept yourself and have a good day? Exactly. You, don't have you to. can still, you can simultaneously feel ugly, but still have a good day. Yeah. And still That's love the yourself. Line. I've been doing it for weeks. Yeah. I am literally Frankenstein crimson chin and I still love myself. Okay. I love and accept myself just the way I am. Just okay. got a chin implant. <laughs> I've about never it? been uglier. <laughs> I just spent thousands of dollars. Yeah, awesome. Like, I love and accept myself exactly as I am. Was literally oh. <laughs> just got plastic surgery. Also, I was just in the, um, I'm in the market for some Botox. I've been thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Makes your skin so soft or so smooth. Also, though, I was talking on TikTok. This kind of, again, contradicts what I was just saying, but also just proves my point. So I was talking on TikTok. I don't know if you saw it about how people are always like, don't do this because when you're older, you're going to regret it or whatever. Like you'll look ugly when you're older. And I'm mm-hmm. like, who cares? Like you'll get wrinkles. I'm like, that's the point. When you get older, you're inevitably going to get wrinkles. Mm-hmm. So who cares? Like yeah. why am I going to, it's like, don't sleep on your stomach. Like, or, you know, sleep on your back with a silk pillowcase so you don't get wrinkles. I'm just like, sometimes no, it's and, just. And open myself up to sleep paralysis demons. I'd rather have wrinkles. <laughs> exactly. But I was just thinking like, I'd rather look hot in my youth. That's what I was saying. And so by getting Botox even now, because, you know, you could look at that as like, oh, it's preventative. You don't want to get wrinkles. But I look at it as like, oh, I can have like very just smooth skin now. What does it do when you're older? What are they saying it it affects when you're older? No, I'm just saying like people say stay out of the sun because when you get older, you'll have wrinkles. Mm -hmm. Or a big thing in my comments, people are saying the same thing about tattoos. Like they're you're going to regret that. Like, how's that going to look when you're 90? And they're like, ugly because yeah. I'm going to be 90. <laughs> like that's not, it, yeah. but I'm going to love it for my youth basically. Mm-hmm. And so I was saying when I said that I got like a chin implant and buckle fat removal, people were saying, you're going to regret that when you're older, you're going to look super hollow. And I'm like, okay. And yeah. who do I have to impress when I'm 80 years old? I don't yeah. care. I'm already married. Exactly. Gotcha, Nick. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> no, you know what I actually had? I think it might've been Kennedy Yurek on TikTok who was talking about her grandma. And she was saying, maybe it wasn't her, but someone on TikTok was talking about their grandma and how their grandma is like the most fabulous person she knows. And she is literally like tan, leathery, like old woman. Like she's saggy skin and all. But she was like, and it's not ugly. Like it's no. fabulous. She's like, she's still a tanned, you know, bronze goddess. And she was in the sun all her youth. And she was like, honestly, I, I would rather be an old lady with like tan, leathery, saggy skin then never be in the sun when I'm young and like have fun in the sun. And ever since I read that, I think the same thing. Like when I'm out tanning or something like that and it's like, oh, don't tan because blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, I want to be in the sun. It feels good. Yeah, I agree. I think the thing with the sun is like, oh, yeah, for me, skin it's cancer. skin cancer. Yeah. <laughs> and especially with my skin tone specifically, yeah. I'm like, but it's not the wrinkles thing for me. It's yeah. the skin cancer thing. Yeah. So yeah, that can be said for so many things though mm-hmm. because people even will say like, no, like don't um, like smile and laugh as big because you'll literally get smile lines. And I'm like, excuse no. me? No, take care of yourself in terms of health because yes. health is wealth. But in terms of cosmetic things where it's like, it doesn't if affect how you physically feel. Who, who the F cares? Exactly. I agree. Mic drop. When you said Kennedy Urich and her grandma, I literally thought you were going to talk about her, how she was talking about how her grandma was getting Botox in her coochie, literally. To like keep it tight or something because that's a thing. I think so. Like so that you literally don't 
Okay, I could be making this up, but so that you don't pee? Uh, like pee your pants more. Uh, like, not, like not for any other reason yeah. other than like a health, kind of a health yeah. thing. But so she literally funny. was talking about that on uh, TikTok. And when <laughs> you're bringing that up, I'm like, okay, a, we're going on a, a different route. Yeah, no. So there is this brand that is available on Macy's.com called Butta. Okay, B-U-T-T-A-H. And they have such like sleek packaging and I basically want everything. I'm looking at it right now and they have this thing called the Vibe Cleansing Brush that's like exfoliates your face and they have just tons of different skincare. They have like vitamin C serum, toners, tinted sunscreen, like facial shea butter. It just looks very luxurious and beautiful. They have multiple like head to toe sets they're called. So they have a charcoal head to toe set and an oatmeal head to toe set. And it has just like three products in each. It includes a cleansing bar, a body wash, and a whipped body butter. And again, this just looks so luxurious and beautiful. It has naturally healing ingredients. And I want to put this on my body immediately. And this is a Black-owned business, which is awesome because it is Black History Month. And since signing the 15% pledge in 2020, Macy's has tripled the number of Black-owned brands they carry. Macy's is committed to using their purchasing power to represent and benefit the Black community. Macy's is celebrating Black creators and visionaries who are building legacy and influencing culture and style. You can join in supporting Black history and Black brilliance by shopping Black-owned brands, and you can help fund scholarships for students at historically Black colleges and universities by donating online and rounding up in-store for UNCF. You can learn more by going to macy's.com honors. Again, that's macy's.com honors. Go check out all of the amazing brands that they have on there and you can donate. Wait, okay. I watched this Netflix thing that everyone's been watching this weekend. I was going to ask you if you've watched it. The Tinder Swindler. No, I saw it. I have not seen it though. And I don't really know. Like I saw it on Netflix and I told mm-hmm. Leif. I was like, oh, should we watch that? Because it's a documentary, right? Yeah. But we didn't watch it. It's so pretty good. Really? You should watch it. Yeah. And then we can talk about it. But it was so shocking. And it's just like the classic, like it's literally so embarrassing for him. Like as I was watching, I'm like... He's still alive, obviously. This was very recent. How and old is this man? I don't remember. Like an old man or like no, a 20-year-old? No, no. Like a 20-year-old. Or maybe like 27. I don't really remember. Oh, he's not no. He's not old, but he's also not like 20. He's probably like 30. But Dang. it's literally so embarrassing for him. Like if I was him, I would never show my face again. But I saw that he's like trying to become like an actor now because now he's like famous. Because of this is like oh, absolutely documentary. Not. Well, I don't even know what it's about, but I'm assuming he did something. He stupid. swindles people on. He He's basically, I mean, this is not ruining it, the ending, because it's obvious. I don't know. Yeah, it's very obvious. He's a con man. So he like yeah. cons people into like. How is he not? If it's money, is it money stuff that he cons mm-hmm. them? So how is he not in jail or he something? He did go to jail, but not for very long. Spoiler alert. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But I got to watch it. It's really good. It's so sad though. Like the girls that he basically takes advantage of and cons. He cons these girls. And they have so much proof. Like they have all of his texts, all of his voice messages, and they play his voice messages. Ew. And he's just not well. And he's so embarrassing. He's I just embarrassing. I need to watch. A bunch of people have been messaging really us good. too. That we need to watch Love is Blind season two and like talk about oh, it. Yeah. So, like, it's so shocking. Mm-hmm. Which, did you watch the first one? No. Okay. It is a good show. Mm-hmm. Like I remember the first one being hooked. It's just one of those things you have to like start to get yep. into and then you got to keep up on it. But um, maybe if we have time, we can talk about that and watch it. I'm down. I'm all, I also started watching Inventing Anna, which is mm-hmm. also on Netflix. It's like number one on Netflix right now. It's kind of the same vibe, honestly, but it's like a series and it's really good. Okay, cool. Should we get into the advice? Let's do it. I can start. Okay. Hi, gals. Love these advice episodes. My question is simple but important. What do you guys do to keep your hair from getting super oily? My hair has been getting incredibly oily at lightning speed these days, and I'm looking for some tips and tricks to help keep my hair looking somewhat decent before getting to the end of the day. You're talking to the right freaking girls. Well, especially me. I have extremely oily hair. Mm -hmm, It gets oily legitimately the same day I take a shower. Yeah, mine does too. It depends. It's so weird. This is the only thing that I've actually noticed that helps. And unfortunately, it might not be scientifically backed, but I love certain kinds of shampoos. But the best my hair feels is when I switch to a new shampoo. Like, and that like first, switch it up? Yep. Yeah. That first wash after I get new sh- a different brand of shampoo, my hair's great. It almost is like when my hair gets used to a certain shampoo, 
it starts to not work as well. I kind of agree with that, actually. And obviously dry shampoo. I'm sure that doesn't yeah. take a rocket scientist to say. But I do want to mention, I just saw this girl. Well, I think it was Jaclyn Hill, actually, on TikTok posted. I, I favorited it because I haven't tried this. But she puts dry shampoo in her hair. And then before she, like, massages it into her scalp, she takes her blow dryer and, like, puts heat on it. Oh. And then massages it with the heat. And she said it, like, locks it in and even just watching her video, she's like, this will give you the most, like, lift at your roots. Like, so much volume and make it look like you just, like, washed your hair. Really? And she said that her friend who's a hairstylist is the one who, like, taught her that. Hmm. And then all the comments were like, this isn't new. Like, da 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 I'm like, no, I've never heard of that. I've never so, heard of that either. And I've never done it. So, I don't know for sure if it works. I'm actually going to, like, try it tomorrow because… Well, here's one other tip is I put dry shampoo in my hair before it's even oily. Like, mm-hmm. I will literally get out of the shower, blow dry my hair, straight up put dry shampoo in it really? immediately. Yeah. And the other thing that I sometimes do is, well, definitely before I work out, I put dry shampoo in. And then um, sometimes, like, even at night, I'll just put dry shampoo in, not even really massage it, and just go to bed. Because I feel like it just dries yeah. everything up a little bit. It's probably so bad for, like, my <laughs> pillow, and that's probably why I have acne, but… You know what yeah. I was going to say that we just were talking crap about is silk pillows. Yeah, silk pillowcases are They awesome. do. Whenever I go somewhere and I don't have my silk pillowcase, my hair gets way greasier, way faster. But when I sleep on my silk pillowcase, which I do almost every night, I feel like it keeps my hair, first of all, less, it just gets it less um, tangled and messy, which yeah. I feel like when it gets tangled and messy makes it more oily almost. So then if I just like go to sleep regular on my silk pillowcase, I don't feel like it's as messy or as Tangled oily. and oily. Yeah. Okay. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Did you see when I wore my silk bonnet to bed? For, it was like so. a while ago. It was like a, um, a month ago, but yeah. after I did my Dyson and I slept with the silk bonnet Oh, uh, did it work? Oh, it worked so well. Like really? I think it's the same concept yeah. as a silk pillowcase. Like it just made it so much less um, tangly and stuff. It's not staticky. And I feel like the right. static makes it oily. Hmm. Oh, I hate when I forget and I go to a hotel and then and then I have to sleep on the hotel pillowcase. My hair is disgusting when I wake up in the morning. It really is. Really? Yeah. I And I think it's just because I've been using a silk pillowcase now for years. Yeah. Like that's all I sleep on. I need to. I've been using just like a cotton one recently. But I do love a silk pillowcase. It's so luxurious and feels so good. I know. Mine is like the most shocking color though. It's like a lime green. And I actually brought it with me to the hospital to when I was in labor. That's literally what pillow I was laying on <laughs> for some of my health case. I had to make sure he had the luxury of it as well. Literally. But I'm like, this thing has been through the freaking ringer with me. My mom was like, she saw that I had it on my bed afterwards. She's like, Chelsea, what? I'm like, well, I washed it. Don't worry. She's like, you literally had that thing <laughs> in labor. Like, I'm like, yeah, I had to have my hair Your emotional taken support. care of pillow yeah, and it's like in the background of all my photos you'll see it. it's like lime green I can you know get more neutral color but anyways love love that thing that's also so I don't ever have to sleep on my back to avoid wrinkles so that I don't freaking welcome a sleep paralysis you know in. what Chelsea I've been sleeping on my back for over three weeks now for really my surgery oh yeah and I got a wedge pillow from Amazon so mm-hmm. it's like you know what yeah, I'm yeah, saying yeah. it's like a ramp kind of and yeah. I have two additional pillows I don't know if I can go back Really? I've been sleeping like kind of well, especially maybe it's just because my face doesn't hurt anymore, but I have like been trying to sleep on my side and it might be that I'm still kind of swollen. So it like doesn't, mm. maybe it's not comfortable, but I immediately go back to my back because I can sleep really? so much better and I'm shocked. Really? Yeah. Hmm. yeah. I literally am just too scared. I'm not kidding. That's but the only reason I, I But do. I haven't had any um, demons come to me. That's so. good. I could have really used that the first couple months of my pregnancy when I had to sleep on the couch because oh my gosh I get my head elevated why didn't I look on Amazon you should because <laughs> yeah. even keeping it elevated with other pillows I feel like starts to hurt your back and mm-hmm. stuff yeah it did for me okay here's my first one wow that was a long yeah. first one but hey friends my boyfriend grew up in a family that didn't give gifts often or make a big deal out of celebrating like my family because of that he still doesn't really care for those things I love being extra on birthdays and holidays and thinking of thoughtful gifts so it's a little annoying when it's not reciprocated it makes me feel invalid or embarrassed for giving especially when he doesn't know how to react I wouldn't say my main love language is gifts but I'm a little sad he didn't get me anything for Valentine's he's the sweetest ever ever and shows his love in plenty of different ways that I love but how can I communicate to him that I want gifts when that's so not his love language. I would be stoked about something even just small and thoughtful. I relate to this one bazillion percent. And I think people are embarrassed when they say like their love language is gifts. I, I even was at first, like when I took the test, my, my gifts was like up there for me. And 
everyone I've ever talked to is like, well, mine is gifts, but not like expensive, like not things, you know, it's more like the act of it or whatever, which is true, but it's also not embarrassing to have that be your love language. It's obviously something like a love language for a reason. And it's okay to express that to your partner. It doesn't, again, doesn't have to be expensive. It could just be anything and understand that it might take time, especially if it's not their way of expressing it naturally. That's how Nick is. My love language is gifts. Like I love getting gifts. I love giving gifts. Like when I want to reach out to somebody or like I'm thinking of somebody, like I want to give them a little something. Again, whether that's just a card or like flowers or, you know, anything. And I've had to tell Nick multiple times how much it means to me. And over time, he's learned. So you have to just, I feel like maybe just give him time, but like tell him like, I feel so appreciated and I love when you get me gifts. Like it doesn't have to be expensive. Even if you just give him like very boys need clear instructions. instructions. Like say when you go to the grocery store and you see the flowers, like it would mean so much to me if you saw those and you picked them up and you brought them home for me. Or like you saw my favorite food at the grocery store or you were driving by my favorite store and you went in and grabbed me something or, you know, anything like that. Even being very clear about specifically Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. Like if it's coming up, literally I would prep him like weeks in advance and be like, hey, it would mean a lot to me if you like just got me a little something on Valentine's Day. Again, that maybe sounds dumb coming out of your, like you feel dumb, but it's like, you shouldn't feel ashamed for, yeah, that's your love language. That's how you receive love. And just like make that clear to him. It's like, it's not about materialistic things. It's just like the thoughtfulness behind it and stuff. And it would mean so much to me if you got me whatever, like whatever comes to mind when you think of me, it could be just a card. It could be flowers. It could be my favorite dessert. I don't care. Just like it would mean a lot. Yeah. Then I feel like if he doesn't do it, like you have, I'm like, you have something on him. Mm -hmm. No, but I mean like (laughs) at that point, it's like, okay, well I told you. And like now I'm a little bummed. And I think you'd have to communicate that as well. Yeah. He's not a mind reader. Mm -hmm. I know. I tell Nick that all the time for Christmas. Like he'll be like, send me a list, send me a list. And I'm like, I will send you a list, but I also just want you to like buy something for me that you see and you like, and you think I would like it too. And this last Christmas, he bought me some of the things that I put on my list, but then he bought me a couple of extra things that were just like little, like he bought me one of these things that was, had my Zodiac sign on it. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's literally so cute that you bought me that, even though it was like literally the least expensive thing that of all the things you bought, but because you saw that and thought that I would like it. Yes. Is so meaningful. And I don't think they realize how much it means, but then after they do it a couple of times, they'll see and he'll get the hang of it. For sure. Be patient. Do you know what just hits different is after a long day, you come home, you've already had dinner a couple of hours ago. It's getting a little late, but you're just hungry. You have the munchies. Getting a nice cold bowl of cereal. I like to add almond milk into my cereal. You know, oat milk's a little too creamy. Coconut milk's a little too watery. Almond milk is just right. And I have an amazing brand to tell you guys about that is healthy, delicious, and it's cereal. It's crunchy. And Chelsea and I just ate some of it. Yes. Right before recording this. And it's Catalina Crunch. We had the dark chocolate one, which is super good. If you're trying to eat better, Catalina Crunch cereal has the crunch you crave without the empty carbs. It's absolutely delicious. Most zero sugar food does not taste delicious, but Catalina Crunch really nailed this. Zero sugar, low carb, keto friendly. Plus, it packs a whopping 11 grams of plant-based protein and nine grams of fiber per serving, which is really amazing, actually. Mm -hmm. And you know I've been trying to be on my protein grind even though I haven't been able to work out in weeks. Amazing. But I was trying to get that <laughs> We're trying protein. to get those gains. Exactly. So you can taste for yourself why over 10,000 customers rate Catalina Crunch with five stars. They have eight crave-worthy flavors to choose from, like nostalgia-inducing cinnamon toast, decadent dark chocolate, and creamy chocolate peanut butter. I need to try the chocolate peanut butter <gasps> immediately. That's Sounds my favorite so combination good. in the whole world. They're gluten-free, grain-free, non-GMO, and they only use real, clean ingredients, nothing artificial. See why Catalina Crunch Cereal is the fastest growing cereal brand in America. Just go to CatalinaCrunch.com slash what we said for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. That is CatalinaCrunch.com slash what we said. Not sure which flavor to start with? Try a variety pack and check out their delicious cookies and snack mixes while you're at it. Again, that is CatalinaCrunch.com slash what we said for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. So I personally, I hate to flex on you all, but I do have very good eyesight. 
But I love wearing glasses regardless, just because I think they're a fashion moment. Well, what you are know? we talking? What's your what's your what's stats? my vibe? What's your stats? Oh, 2010. Oh, I don't know what's good or bad. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But Warby Parker has very, very cute glasses. I'm sure you guys have heard of them. They are like a huge brand. They have a ton of different options. Warby Parker is committed to providing exceptional vision care online and in stores, offering eyeglasses, sunglasses, eye exams, and contact lenses. Glasses start at $95, including prescription lenses. You can try Warby Parker's free home try-on program. So you order five pairs of glasses to try on at home for free for five days. There is no obligation at all to buy. Ships free and includes a prepaid return shipping label All of that is best case scenario. I feel like everyone needs a different glasses shape and feel for their face and stuff. So it's awesome that you can try on five different pairs and that it has the prepaid return shipping label. I don't personally wear glasses, but both my parents do. And I have gone countless times with my mom to the optometrist or wherever that my mom goes to pick out her lenses. And it is quite the process. We stand in front of the mirror. I help her try and pick out a a lens. And we are literally there for hours trying to pick the right one. So this is game changing that you can do it at home. And the comfort, you know, you can try on a new outfit, see what goes with all of your looks. And if you're wearing glasses every day, it's actually like a huge decision on what lenses you get. They also have sunglasses that start at $95 and are available with prescription. So just like eyeglasses, their sunglasses are available through the Home Try-On program. And their sunglasses feature premium polarized lenses that are scratch resistant and provide 100% UV protection. And for all of our screen time girlies, they have blue light filtering lenses now available. So try five pairs of glasses at home for free at warbyparker.com slash what we said. That's warbyparker.com slash what we said. And that'll be linked in the show notes. My boyfriend and I, they're both 20, have been together for four and a half years. We have only ever been with each other and he really is my person. I feel pretty confident that we'll get married one day, but some part of me still thinks we should take a break and be on our own for a bit. We've been together since we were 16 and I think I just need time to myself to be single and make sure he is who I want to spend my life with. Is this selfish? Also, how do I do this without breaking his heart? Love you, girls. I would appreciate any advice you have. It's not selfish at all. If anything, I think it's like selfless. Mm -hmm. You you need to... There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I think it's completely normal for you to feel that way. And I think it's actually a great idea to like Mm -hmm. take time apart. If you've been together since you're 16 and you are feeling that, like that you need some time alone, then you should listen to your gut. Like... If you are, I always just like to be of the belief like what's meant for you will be. So if you guys are meant to be together, you guys taking a little break from each other won't change that. Yeah. I think it was maybe inventing Anna the show I was just watching. Something I was just watching had this little part in it where they said, when you're making a decision, just make a decision. Just pick one of them or let the other person pick. And as su- you, it's really hard to tell which one's the best option until it's done Done. yeah and then after they say this is what I want to do you'll know if it feels bad or good and then you'll know your choice at that point what what was I just watching I don't remember but anyways and I thought that was really good because sometimes you don't know until it's like you know we just have to make a decision and we're going to go on a break and then once you're on your break you'll either know like this was a better that we're apart or you'll know immediately like this was not good yeah like we're meant to be Definitely. And as far as doing it without breaking his heart, I think that could be just inevitable. Yeah. Like if you've been together for f- almost five years, that's going to be hard for mm-hmm. sure. It's going to be… For both of you. Yes. It's going to be a little bit heartbreaking. But I also think it's like the best thing you can do because getting married is just no joke. Like it's not something you just… I don't do know. because that's what's next. Yeah. It, no, absolutely not. It's like this is one of the biggest decisions if not the biggest decision you'll ever make in your life, you're going to be with this person for hopefully ever. Mm -hmm. And I just don't think that's something to take lightly. Like, it's not just, oh, well, we've been together for a long time. So, and you're only 22. It's like, yeah, you you definitely deserve to like explore a little bit. And not saying that he's not your person because he very well could be. I know tons of people who, including us, like got married super young and yeah. I think you deserve to have some time to yourself. And if that's what your gut's telling you, it's telling you that for a reason. Exactly. Okay. How do you find hobbies? I have two kids and it feels like I don't know what I like to do anymore. Love you both. And Case, Beth, husbands and dogs. 
Great question. (laughs) I think, wait, oh, I have two kids and it feels like I don't know what I like to do anymore. I think you have to be okay with things changing. You're not going to like the same things you used to like, and that's okay. You don't have to. But also at the same time, I think opening yourself up to saying yes to opportunities, I think the older you get, the busier you get it becomes really easy to make excuses not to try new things. Especially if someone like invites you, for example, it's like when you guys invited us a while ago, like, hey, you want to come rock climbing? It's like something new we've never done. It's very easy to just be like, "Mm, I don't want to go do that. Like, "Eh, I probably won't be good. Let's just not go. But that's how you find something you really like. You know what I mean? The first time someone invited us to go play pickleball, it's kind of like, I'm not gonna be very good, but just go out and try it. If not, like if you see something on you know, we have endless amount of content to consume. If you see something on Instagram or or TikTok or YouTube or whatever that you're like, oh, that looks kind of fun. Just go try it one time. And if you like it, great. If you don't, great. Yeah, I also think anything can be considered a hobby. I was thinking about this today and this might sound stupid, but I told Leif, I was like, I'm going to leave. Like, I don't really know where. I was like, I think I'm going to go to Starbucks and just like get a drink or something. And so I just drove. I've just been like in my house all day. So I drove to Starbucks, the drive through got a drink, and then just sat in my car for a little bit, like mm-hmm. parked and like watched some TikToks and stuff. That sounds so dumb, but I'm like, that is a legitimate hobby of mine <laughs> is like driving somewhere or like being alone in my car. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to pretend what, that I know what it's like to have two kids. So I'm sure that makes things, you know, a little bit harder. But Like, it doesn't always have to be like, you have to take up a new hobby, knitting or something. It's like, you can literally just drive around in your car, listen to a good playlist, like anything to just kind of switch things up. Mm -hmm. So yeah, or like reading, just things that don't have to be expensive either. Yeah. And it doesn't always have to be productive. Like what you're into doesn't always have to make you a ton of money or like get you in the best shape. There can be hobbies that you have that you just like to do. Exactly. That are just entertaining. Exactly. As long as it's not like harming you. Yes. My boyfriend and I have been dating for almost six years, so long, and he still hasn't asked the big question. Whenever my friends or I in private bring it up, he always jokes about how he doesn't see the point in getting engaged slash married and brushes it off. At this point, I'm a bridesmaid in almost all of my closest friends' weddings, and it's really starting to make me sad, and it's hard not to compare myself to all of my happy engaged friends. Advice, I don't want to wait forever, but I also don't want to let the right guy go for not asking me if he's not ready. Please help a girl out. Oof, I don't want to do it to you. <laughs> I, I hate to not, tell you, bestie. Not ready is potentially a massive cop-out. Yes, and I... Th- Sorry, don't mind my actual wolf. <laughs> Howling dog. Yes, and this goes along with the advice that I was just saying that I heard in that thing. As soon as you guys make a decision, like, okay, we're going to break up, then he might realize like, oh, shiz, I am ready. I was just like, had some stuff I had to get over first. And then he'll make the decision. Mm, That's kind of an ultimatum. But (laughs) at the same time, sometimes you just got to do it to him. Sometimes you just got to be like, okay, I got to move on with my life. It's okay to like, listen, soulmates, you could have multiple. So to lose him, if he's never going to commit, is going to be a good thing for you. I know. And I'm trying to just give you the most brutally honest advice I can as if you are legitimately my my best friend. And if someone depends, we don't have enough context to know this guy, but if someone was repeatedly like just telling my best friend, like, I'm just not ready. I'm just not ready. I'd be like, no, absolutely not. Like it just, and I'm not saying he's a horrible guy. I'm just saying he doesn't, if he is not feeling strongly enough to get engaged or get married or constantly says stuff like that, to me, that's just a sign that he's not in that phase of life. Mm -hmm. He's not thinking about that. And if you are, then you're on two different pages. And I know a guy actually exactly like this where him and his girlfriend, it's like one of my guy friends, like him and this girl dated for so long for years and years and years. And I would always be like, oh, do you think you'll get engaged? And he would say this same stuff. Like, I'm just not ready. I'm just not ready. Like, I don't see the rush. I don't see the rush. And then sure enough, they did break up and he's now like married to someone or engaged to someone else, but who he probably didn't date for that long. Exactly. And that's always what happens. Yes. So that is probably not at all what you wanted to hear, but I feel like it's what you needed to hear. Maybe that's just us from a unbiased bird's eye view, but Like you said, you could break up and maybe he'll 
shape up real quick and be like, yeah, you're the love of my life. Like, I don't know what I'm like. Yeah. I was just freaking out for a second, but I'm ready. And, and you don't have to break up with him just for that. Like, oh, I'm now I'm waiting for him to like come back to me, come crawling back. Break up with him to move on, to yeah. be like, uh, obviously, you don't have to break up. With him. I'm <laughs> like, like, break <laughs> up with him today, call him. But I think that you breaking up with him could be the best thing ever again, because maybe he is, he could be the best partner ever, but he, if he's never going to commit, then he's not the best partner. Exactly. So you deserve you can someone, find someone else who's all about you. Mm-hmm. Who's excited about you. I also don't know how old you are. And that also would tell me something. So yeah. I don't know. You know, also you should watch the movie. He's just not that into you about, you know, being the rule and being the exception. Such a good movie. Great morals. And also to round this out, you are probably incredible and amazing considering you listen to this podcast. You have great taste. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you are an amazing, amazing girl and you just deserve the best. So that's yeah. why we're giving you the advice we're giving you. Yes. And also we can give you a little bit more harsh advice because we don't know you that well on a personal level. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Definitely. So we can give you a little bit more vague advice that's not as just in general to anybody who writes an advice. Like yeah. we can be a little bit more harsh yeah because we don't know you personally we don't, we don't have know any, your situation exactly we don't have any emotions in it mm-hmm. because we don't know him and you together we don't know yeah. any of it so we're just going based off of what you wrote in mm-hmm. so part of my daily routine is obviously putting on deodorant and you know what kind i use native currently wearing it chelsea is also currently wearing native deodorant When it comes to personal hygiene, who has the time to read that long list of ingredients on the back of the bottle? Some ingredients you can't even pronounce. And if you're like us and you care what goes on your body, it's time to try Native personal care products like we did. Best known for their aluminum-free deodorant, Native wants to help you practice safe sweats, which is why they keep their ingredients list bare naked with ingredients you understand like coconut oil, shea butter, and baking soda. Native deodorant checks a lot of boxes, 24-hour odor protection, naturally derived ingredients, a smooth residue-free application, and over 10 cents to choose from. I do feel like their application is like one of the best, especially for aluminum-free deodorants. It just feels very smooth and Mm -hmm. goes on really, really nicely. A nice smooth glide. They also smell so freaking good. Yeah. So Native's coconut and vanilla scented deodorant has been a fan favorite for years. And they have some other scents that include lavender and rose. I have the cucumber and mint, which I love. Um, Or you can even get it unscented. Recently, Native has partnered with Baked by Melissa with a collection of scents inspired by Baked by Melissa's delicious cupcake creations from tie-dye vanilla cupcake, mint cookie cupcake, fresh peach cupcake to ginger lemonade cupcake. They are sure to make your day a little bit sweeter. Now is the time to make the switch from an antiperspirant to Native. When you visit their site, you can discover all their fresh scents and maybe even try out one of their moisturizing body washes while you're at it. Smell and feel fresh all day long with Native. Get 20% off your first order by going to nativedo.com slash what we said or use the promo code what we said at checkout. That's nativedo.com slash what we said or use promo code what we said at checkout for 20% off your first order. Go check it out. Okay, I'm graduating college next month and currently interviewing for PhD applications. The problem is that I've been getting so anxious about my future. I know I'm not supposed to have everything super planned out, but I feel like everything's up in the air. How do I trust that I'm making the right decisions, choosing the right programs, or taking the right path? How do I stop doubting myself? I don't know. I feel so terrified all the time. I mean, grad school is my next five years, and that's a lot, but I know I want to do it for myself. Okay, the time will pass anyways. If you want to do it, don't think about the time. If it takes one month, if it takes 10 years, if it's something that you want to do, the time will pass anyways. So the time has nothing to do with it. Also, nobody knows what they're doing. Nobody has a super planned out. Even if they do have it super planned out, it will literally never work out like that. So there's really no point in stressing out about it. And I know that's, again, not very validating. I'm like, don't worry. (laughs) Toxic positivity. (laughs) But it's sometimes nice to feel like you don't have any control because then takes the pressure off a little. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. When you worry and you, I was just looking this up because sometimes I have anxiety where I feel like just about different things where I have like super vivid like thoughts uh, that, that just kind of run rampant where I'll be like, oh my gosh, I'll just like literally make up a story about how my life is going to go or about a certain aspect or like certain people in my life. For example, it's like, oh, I feel like 
oh, Sophie, if, when she's sick, I'm like, oh my gosh, we're going to take her to the vet and they're going to tell us that she has cancer and that she's going to die and that like blah, 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 blah. And it just like turns into this whole life story that my brain tells me. So I literally Googled like how to get over that kind of anxiety about like death of other people that you know or like sickness or any kind of, you know, anxiety about that stuff. Basically life in general. And it was just literally good old Google giving me top 10 things to do. And it was saying, remind yourself that your brain just tells yourself stories. It like, it just lies to you. It's just a story. It's nothing more than a story. It's not how it's actually going to go. You're not manifesting it. It's just your your brain works. Yeah. And it's your brain trying to grasp at any sense of control because it wants to have some kind of preparation. And again, it's just a story. It's not actually what's going to happen. I know that's kind of different than what you're asking per se, but even just reading that on Google literally gave me just a sense of relief of, okay, I actually don't have to control everything and it's not going to make the situation better if I have all of the answers and I have everything super planned out and I know exactly what to do. It's okay if I just kind of go along with what life gives me. Yeah. Obviously I can make, I can have action and, you know, do things, but I don't have to prep for every possible scenario in this situation. You know, if you don't like your program, that's fine. If you, if you get one year into it and you're like, this is not it. There's no way you would have known that unless you tried and that's okay. Yeah. Everything's a learning experience, which is very cliche, but everything is good in the end. Mm -hmm. When you just make a decision and go with it, you'll either learn or you'll just absolutely love what you're doing and keep going down that path or whatever. Or you'll crash and burn. Good luck. (laughs) Um, Okay. Hi, babes. I'm obsessed with the pod and literally laugh and cry with you guys like a lonely psycho. Tongue out emoji. Anyways, I've been with my man for five years and he's super amazing, except the fact that he literally Snapchats his old crush every time we fight. Bye. Already immediately bye. Adds her back, snaps her, and then we make up and he deletes her. Are you 12? I've tried all the stops. Cry, not cry, yell, not yell, leave for a couple days, etc. He always says he's done with it and that the snaps are nothing bad, but I'm like, then why do it? I just don't know what to do. Look past it or leave him in the dust. We've been through everything together and I would hate to give up, but sheesh. No, immediately no. Bye. No, that's so immature. Is he in high school? I don't know. He might no, literally she be said in high I've school. been with him for five years. Seems like a long time. No, If this man is no, older than the age no. of 17... He has got to go. Even if he's 17, he is riding a thin line. For sure. Of immaturity. Uh, I think we've turned a new leaf with these advice columns. We're going to be very harsh. Yeah. Immediately by. Immediately no. Like, that's so stupid. Like, that's so dumb. Yeah, no. There's no way that you can have, like, a mature relationship with this man. That's what I was going to say. You guys clearly are not going to have, like, healthy communication, especially if you're saying you've tried everything, like, cry, not cry, yell, not yell. It's like, have you tried doing it back? The fact, the fact you even have to try all these things yeah. when he, and the fact he's done it this many times is just beyond. Like no. he's he's done. In my book, he's gone. Sorry. <laughs> all right, this is gonna be my last one. I'm expecting a baby in June, and I'm already stressing about my in-laws coming from out of state to visit after we have the baby. It's our first and we live in a small apartment. My husband's family is very go, go, go. And even though I know they are coming with the intent to help, I think I would be more stressed about hosting and entertaining them than I will be appreciating the help. Is this something I need to get over and be more positive about my in-laws wanting to be involved? Or do I need to try to set boundaries for their visit to avoid extra stress with a new baby? My guess is they'll be wanting to stay for a few days. It's probably even more complicated because I have no issues with my mom coming to help because I'm so comfortable with having her around and won't feel the need to host her. Okay. I relate to you very much. I feel like we probably have a very similar situation, whoever's writing this in, where it's like your in-laws are angels, but you just aren't as comfortable with them as your No one mom. is though. That's exactly. Thing. Literally no one on earth, pretty much. I felt the same way where I was like, my mom came and I can, you know, not wear a shirt around the house and just like walk around breastfeeding in front of her. But I don't want to do that in front of my in-laws, obviously. And I just, I felt the same kind of like stress of like, I know that they will literally do anything to help me and they don't care. I don't have to host them. But no matter what, if someone's coming to your house, you want to clean. You know what Mm -hmm, I mean? Like you want to, you know, have clean sheets for them and stuff like that. But I think you will probably do the same thing that I did. And right after I had him, my mindset changed where I was like, okay, I don't 
feel the pressure to host. Like I don't feel as pressured to have my house in tip top shape. And I was way more willing to just like let go and accept the help. And before I would just never let anybody do my laundry, would never let anybody like do my dishes or anything like that. But then my in-laws, like my mother-in-law when she was here, she was like, oh, can I do your laundry? And I was like, heck yeah, like, thank you. And first of all, it allows them to actually serve you. You don't have to feel bad about that. Like if they want to actually help you and watch the baby while you just take a shower for a couple minutes. Like it was so nice. I think my in-laws came like the second week. So my mom was there the first week, they came the second week. And it was really much nicer than I thought it was going to be, not in a bad way, but because I felt the same way where I was like, am I going to have to be like hosting? And am I going to feel pressure to do this when I'm also trying to take care of a baby? But it was great. People want to help. I also think there's nothing wrong with setting a boundary. If you were like, you said you have a small apartment. I have no idea how big the apartment is, but if you're like, no, we literally don't even have like a guest room. Like it's Mm -hmm. only one bedroom. I don't think there's anything wrong with being like, hey, we're so excited for you guys to come. Is there any way you could like get a hotel or stay, whatever? Because our apartment is very small and I'm just like feeling a little bit overwhelmed at the moment of, you know, the idea of hosting. I don't know. I just feel like any normal, I don't know if your in-laws are cool or not. Did she mention if they're like, if she likes them? But I feel like any person should understand that. Yeah. Be like, oh my gosh, yes, you just had a baby. Like the last thing we want to do is overwhelm you. And that's the other thing is you have to remember most people, 99% of people are normal. Well, maybe less than that. But again, she didn't say anything like, oh, they're like so crazy. They just, she just said they're very go, go, go. Um, but they are coming to help. Yes. If put yourself in that position where if you were going to, you know, your sister-in-law's house and you were like, I'm coming to help you. Like you would not expect her to host you at all. Like if you went and there were dirty, like, you know, dirty sheets and it was all dirty. You would, and not, you had, you would not care at all. And that's how they are. And you just have to, let go of almost, this is what I kind of had to, like I was talking to Nick about, you just kind of had to let go of your pride about it and just be like, they're coming to help. They know my situation and let me take advantage of this time instead of letting it stress me out. Yeah. Like take advantage of it because you're going to want the help. (laughs) Okay. We're ending on a spicy note. This is for mature audiences only. Okay. Hi, Chelsea, JC, Beth, Nick, Leif, Case, Lady and Sophie. Wow. wow. The whole gang. Love you guys. I'm going to jump right into it. Sexy time. I feel like this is such a vulnerable topic and I feel very alone because it's scary to talk about. I've been dating my fiance for almost five years now. We just got engaged in December. Within the last year or two years, I've noticed a decrease in our sexy time and I feel like it's mostly coming from his end. He doesn't initiate things as much as I'd like him to and I feel weird initiating it. I don't know why. I just don't know what a normal amount of sexy time is for couples. I feel like we should be tearing each other's clothes off, but we definitely aren't. So that worries me. I'm in need of my big sisters in this moment. Wait, sorry. How long? They've been together for five years and engaged, just barely got engaged. And then she said in the last year or two, they've like decreased mm. a lot. And okay. she said he doesn't initiate it as much anymore. Yeah. Um, and she said, I don't know what a normal amount. Here's the thing. There's no normal amount. No, I was going to say there's. I feel I saw like this girl post and be like, oh, we have sex twice a day. And I was like, okay, I that is definitely not happening no. in this household. <laughs> so there's no, I don't know, there's no normal amount. Like, I mean, I feel like if you're going weeks without it or months, yeah. like, yeah, maybe that's… There's something to, there's like, something work to, on. Yeah, there, there's something to, uh, what's the word, like, address or, like, mm-hmm. talk about if… But I don't know. Yeah. There's no normal. Yeah. Everyone's different. Everyone has different sex drives, like… I guess for you, maybe you're getting confused because maybe he used to initiate more and now he's not. So I totally get that. And that would be very, maybe, I don't know, invalidating because mm-hmm. I don't remember where I heard this or if you told me this, Chelsea, but someone, or maybe I listened to it on a podcast or something. They were saying like, basically like if your guy is making you feel super like sexy and confident, then you are so much more into it is what Mm -hmm. I'm trying to say. Yeah. So if that's why sometimes- Girls are like more turned on by themselves and guys are turned on by what the girl. Yes. And and it's just, you're more turned on in general if they are making you feel like you're like the hottest thing ever. Mm -hmm. So sometimes like with girls who have husbands who are just like, literal jerks. It's like, it gets to a point where they're like, I don't even feel like, I'm not even turned on by you because you don't treat me like you're not nice to me. And like, Mm -hmm. you're not obsessed with me basically. Um, which makes it just not like you're not in the mood. Yeah. So I feel like just communicating that to him and be like, 
honestly, when you don't initiate it, like whether you mean to or not, it just kind of makes me feel like I'm not like wanted. Yeah. So then I don't want to initiate it because I feel like not confident or comfortable Mm -hmm. and like just talking about it. That's the only way to get better, I think, is just communication. So I don't know. Yeah. And I think you just have to understand with libido and, and sex drive, there's so many aspects that go into it. So, you know, something that might be going on with him, whether it is like Everyone always goes to the worst case scenario in these situations, I'm sure, as this girl is probably like, oh my gosh, why isn't he into me anymore? Does he not attract to me? Whatever. Mm-hmm. There could be different things. It's like when people are having mental health issues, like their libido goes down. Mm-hmm. That You know, different things could be contributing to it. And so maybe like something you already know about or something you don't know about, just talk to him and ask him, like, why do you feel like maybe is your sex drive lower? Like, why do you think that is? And just like create a very safe space for him to talk about. I think especially for guys, they can get embarrassed by that and they don't want to feel like, they they feel less manly if, you know, you kind of almost accuse them of that. Yeah. But exactly like telling them exactly how you feel about it and how it's making you feel and ask him kind of just directly and see what he says and just have a conversation about it. Because again, yeah, it's it's just, there, there really is no normal. It's yeah. depending on life stages. It's depending on... I don't know a lot of things. What you're going through in life, Mm -hmm. how you're feeling day to day. And by the way, you should feel no shame in like initiating it. Like I, when I was talking earlier about saying like, when you don't initiate it, it makes me feel this way, blah, blah, blah. But you, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with you also initiating it. Like that's perfectly fine and normal. Like I feel like girl or guy doesn't matter. Like Mm -hmm. if you want to, you definitely should. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. But again, communicating that because I do think it's true. I just think when you're not feeling like confident and comfortable, for me, that's the last time that I want to mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. Like, it's not the vibe. Stop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Literally. Hope that helped in any capacity. Thank you guys so much for writing in all of your advice stuff. Again, make sure you're following us on Instagram so you can stay tuned for our stories and write in if you need some advice. You guys can also always email us. It's hello at what we said podcast.com if you have something just like on your mind that you want to email us about or you already have something for the advice thing or stories or whatever. But we love you guys so much. Hope you have the best weekend. Get ready for a new episode on Tuesday. Can't wait. We love you. And that's, that's what, what we said. said. Bye.